You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, episode 20 with Kelly Leonard. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Hello, and welcome back to our 20th episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Hart. I'm super excited about today's guest. Her name is Kelly Leonard. Kelly is a speaker, trainer, award-winning CEO, and a former Fortune 500 vice president. She is a certified public accountant by trade and also a, a corporate trainer with over 25 years serving government, nonprofit, private, and public industries, including Fortune 100. Kelly's got an innate ability to connect with diverse audiences across disciplines. Prior to becoming CEO of Taylor Leonard Corporation, Kelly held leadership positions with GE Capital, Kaiser Permanente, and PricewaterhouseCoopers. Currently, Kelly oversees Taylor Leonard Corporation's LinkedIn training and business development practices. She's personally trained more than 5,000 participants using the same methodologies that resulted in her firm generating more than 500,000 in new revenue within the first 24 months. Now, although Taylor Leonard Corporation's clients include government agencies, nonprofits, and publicly traded companies, Kelly's really passionate about leveraging this knowledge base of hers to also be a catalyst, compass, and connector of new business development and expansion for entrepreneurs and the small business community. Now, beyond all her achievements, Kelly is a wife and a mother of two teenagers. And in addition to serving as marriage mentors in their local church, Kelly and her husband, Jerome, are also area developers for Nehemiah Project, a global nonprofit organization whose mission is to build and equip kingdom businesses globally using Christian business training, education, and coaching tools. In today's episode, Kelly and I talked about some of the big lessons she learned about business and herself while working as a CPA. We discussed the transition she had going from being a CPA to CEO of her own company. We talked about how that unfolded and over what period of time. We talked about some of the rituals and routines that she engages in that help her, you know, stay sharp and keep grounded. We discussed a major roadblock that caused some detours for her and and we talked through how she overcame them to get back on track. We discussed why LinkedIn is such a valuable social media platform and how she got two people connected that ended up resulting in a multi-million dollar contract. And we, we also talked about, you know, some actions that you and I can take with LinkedIn to improve its value to us. There's a ton more valuable wisdom in today's episode, so I'm ready for us to just dive in. If you enjoy this episode, I invite you to share it with your friends and family on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Kelly, thank you for being our guest on today's episode. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. This has actually turned out to be my first live interview. Kelly is with me here in my studio and we get a chance to talk today. Yes. And I'm so excited to have you on. So, you know, we like to begin each of our shows by immediately removing this invisible barrier mm-hmm. right between, you know, our, our, ourselves and our guests. Gotcha. And, you know, I do that because I know some folks listening will hear about your achievements mm-hmm. and feel like, you know what, you're you're maybe someone they can't relate to. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, I want everyone to know, despite your success, you're still just a regular woman. Absolutely. <laughs> Could you tell us something that's not polished, but is 100% Kelly? You know, that's an interesting question. I'm trying because there are so many examples that I can give because, oh my goodness, I am a work in progress and certainly my family can tell you that. It seems like the people that are closest to you, of course, they know the most about you and they see the real you, the get up in the morning, the frustrations, the, uh, you know, fussing at your children and all that not so positive things <laughs> that the general public does not have access to see. But, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I would say is that I am working on this whole notion of fear. And so often, you know, people talk about um, fear of, of failure. And I think so much of my fear is tied to fear of success mm. oftentimes. Wow. Because of the additional responsibility that comes with that any type of success when you think about it. Wow. The fact that when you look at um, so many people that are in the public spotlight, the things that they do, although you and I might be um, doing certain things on a regular basis, like have certain challenges in our lives and it's just they're held to a different standard. And yeah. so it's that whole notion of being in this world where maybe you aren't going to be held at a normal standard. And what mm -hmm. does that look like? And how do you work through just life in general? Because, again, I, I slip and fall just like the regular person. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, for everyone, I met Kelly and her husband, Jerome, through our church. But to share with you for a brief minute here, over several years now, I've been invited to many of Kelly's events and watch her interactions over the years in our local community. And she's always active, always producing at a very high level. You know, and I was curious, you know, was was being an entrepreneur and a businesswoman, you know, your dream as a kid? I would say no. And it's, I think, primarily because I wasn't great. I wasn't raised in that type of environment. Right. My parents both worked very hard long, very successful careers with IBM. Hmm. And so that whole entrepreneurial bug didn't really bite me until I would say I had spent a little bit of time in public accounting. And boy, I, I was working like a Hebrew slave. <laughs> I mean, when I look at the hours, and it's so funny because you, you get these great jobs and you're thinking, wow, I'm making this strong six-figure six salary. And then you do the math because I'm a non-practicing CPA, so math, I know math quite well. I do the math and I'm like, my goodness, my friends at McDonald's are making the same hourly hour, wage yeah. as I do. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so it wasn't until I came to this realization that if I'm going to work so hard, I may as well do it for myself. Yeah. And interestingly enough, my entree into the world of entrepreneurship was through a network marketing company. Right. And it's so funny because... I oftentimes I laugh because network marketing gets such a, stigma, yeah, right? just gets such a negative stigma. And it's, I think when you find the right company, network marketing can be such a tremendous entree into entrepreneurship because you get such dynamic training and the people that you interact with. Uh, it totally changed my life to the point where the first network marketing company that I got involved with was where I met Jerome, my husband. Wow. So, wow. so I love really? I love the industry. I mean, I'm not participating in the industry now, but it gave me some foundational knowledge to say, oh wow, okay, I can do this. It had a low 
barrier of entry, low right. investment, but the training and the people, the energy was absolutely life changing for me. Wow. So you touched on it a second ago. Uh, you went into you went through that coning phase, right? Mm-hmm. Became a CPA and, yes. and worked some with some pretty big brands. Mm-hmm. You know, what was some of the big lessons that you learned about business and about yourself through that journey, working well, like a Hebrew slave? <laughs> <laughs> well, about myself, I learned that that I'm capable, even though you know sometimes we become our own worst enemy because yep. we doubt ourselves, we doubt our capabilities, our Um, our knowledge. Uh And so in those environments, I learned that sort of to what you touched on earlier, that we're all putting our pants on one leg at a time. We're probably more similar than we are different. And so the things that I think I think were holding me back was the fact that I would always look at my peers and think, oh, they're much smarter than, than I am, or they just have certain advantages that I don't have. And so in that world, I really learned that you know, it's really the people that solve the biggest problems or cash in the biggest checks. And so really looking at how can I be a problem solver and how can I look at sort of what are the challenges that a business is facing and how can I come in and make a change, use my knowledge, my skills and abilities to make a change such, such that it people then value my opinion, they value my contributions. Because initially it was I was in this world where heavily male dominated, um, heavily white male dominated and oftentimes these were you know my supervisors my managers and so forth and so it was the challenge of oftentimes like racial tension in the workplace and then me being sort of this scrappy kid out of college really not <laughs> only knowing enough to be dangerous so there was this apprehension that I wasn't equipped to do what I needed to do and mm. so it wasn't until probably more recently now because I think of my faith and my study and knowledge of the word of God that I'm like you know what I'm equipped to do this that's stuff. right I'm, I'm, you know I can do this <laughs> That's right. God and I are ma- are majority. That's so right. I'm good to go. I can do it. So I thank you for that. Take us through, you know, the transition. Right, you mm-hmm. went from being a CPA to CEO of your own company. Yes. How did that unfold, and and over what period? So that's interesting because it unfolded almost accidentally mm. uh, in, let's see, in 2011, because no, 2001 was when 9-11 happened. Yep. And so in 2001, I was comfortably working at GE and um, Jerome came home one day for work. He was working for Price Waterhouse. And he was laid off. At that time, we were living in, in New York, so 9-11 was real to us. Wow. And after the devastation of 9-11, Price Waterhouse laid off a lot of people, mm. one of which was was Jerome. And at that point in time, he was like, you know, I can't do this right now. I need to start my own practice where I can have more control over sort of our financial future and our right. financial stability and so forth. And so he started our company in 2001. Fast forward to 2010. Uh, we got he well he got uh, an offer that he couldn't refuse from uh, from Oracle and at that point in time Oracle said hey you know we're fine with you staying and growing your company but we we want you to come work for us and so he approached me and said hey Kelly would you take over the company. take over mm-hmm. and it it the timing was perfect because that was sort of our master plan mm-hmm. as we looked at our peers a lot of what they were doing is you know you have a child. Your children are young. Someone comes home to take care of the children. We sort of did the polar opposite where we said, you know what? We're making really good money. We're going to hire the best people we could, nannies, to help raise our children as they were really young because we thought it would be 
critically important for one or both of us to have greater flexibility when our children reach middle to high school age, because that's when they're making some pretty important decisions. Right. And so the timing was perfect in 2010 for me to leave GE, because at that time our son was um, entering, he was in that middle school period. And so it was really God's design, I guess, that I moved out of GE and came on board with Taylor Leonard Corporation. And strategically, it was a great move because then we changed the ownership structure. We're now, we were woman-owned, minority-owned, and could then mm. play in a whole new and different realm new of space. business. Yes. Mm. That's right. So tell us, maybe tell us a little bit about Taylor Leonard and what you do in your day-to-day. Gotcha. So it's always interesting when someone says, tell us a little about Taylor Leonard, because coincidentally, our daughter's name is Taylor Leonard. And so we're <laughs> like, do you mean Taylor Leonard Corporation? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so our company and, and our company is literally named because we want to maintain our, our family brand. So Taylor being my maiden name, Leonard being our family name, our married name. So we are a training, business development and IT consultancy. And on the IT side... We have deep expertise in cyber, cloud, and then customer relationship management, as well as social customer relationship management. So where I spend the vast majority of my time, because I have a corporate training background, is training our clients on how to really master tools, specifically like LinkedIn, in order to really grow their brand. Mm -hmm. And so leveraging that platform as a mechanism to really increase operational efficiency and productivity, as well as to help with their bottom line, looking at their branding, business development, and recruitment effort using tools like LinkedIn. Mm. So this is the person that you guys want to follow and focus (laughs) on what she's doing with LinkedIn because she's crushing it (laughs) when it comes to LinkedIn. Uh, In your day-to-day, are there any rituals or routines that, you know, help you to sharpen your mind and, and keep you grounded? I think the biggest one for me is I get up really early. Super early in the morning before the rest of the house yeah. wakes up because that's when the, the it's a little it's quiet and I can control sort of my own time and my mind and I open up with prayer and meditation and just getting my head right. And so I would say that's something that I'm very diligent about. I always try to get in a run in the mm. mornings oh. or at least a power walk yeah. at a minimum. But yeah, those that I think for me, because I'm a morning person, just that really sets the stage for me to have a great day mm-hmm. is the earlier that I get up, the better, the more time that I can spend sort of alone time, just me and God trying to figure out this thing called life. <laughs> it, it really plays to my benefit. <laughs> Tell me when you figured it out. <laughs> know, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> He's still counseling me. Trust me. It's day moment by moment. Right. <laughs> So Taylor Leonard Corporation is much more of a lifestyle brand for you. So it's funny. I literally just had this conversation yesterday because someone was sharing with me. They're like, wow, everywhere I look, I see Taylor Leonard Corporation. You guys are doing such great things. And how are you maintaining it all? And I'm like, oh, it's by the, the grace of God. Because initially, really, it was. It was like this lifestyle. We were thinking lifestyle brand. It would be Jerome and I conquering the world, just you know, helping people. But now it's really grown beyond us. Uh And so we're entering this phase where we are going to need to hire a significant number of people. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think (laughs) we had one plan and we found out quickly that God's plan was a little bit different (laughs) for us. And so we're trying to be obedient and 
just follow that plan because I know his plan is probably far more. Well, not probably. It definitely is far more better than ours. Right. So, yeah. So initially lifestyle brand, but now it's it's really morphing into this much. Something you will scale. Yes. Yes. That's exciting. It is. <laughs> it is. So anyone that's achieved big lofty goals knows that, you know, we don't get to success on a direct route. Could you take a minute and maybe share with us, you know, one of these roadblocks that caused you to have to take a major detour? Could you tell us about, you know, that challenging time, what happened and how you were able to overcome it and kind of get back on track? You know, it's funny. So I would say my major, for lack of a better description, wilderness experience for me, mm-hmm. it didn't even occur in this decade. Mm. It was previous. So back when I was so focused on career and success and all these things, I was one of those young, high achieving, strong black women that that thought, oh, okay, I found my Prince Charming. So I actually got married at a very young age uh-huh. to this gentleman that I thought was, oh my gosh, he's my world and, and all this stuff. Well, turns out he wasn't my world. <laughs> and at that point, I thought life was over. I mean, it was just devastating for me where I just felt like, oh my goodness, like what just happened? Where I woke up one morning, I felt like I was living the dream the next morning and literally everything was just falling apart and was ripped away from me. And that was really a telling and trying time for me. Um, because I mean, I experienced not only relationship ruin, but there was financial ruin. Um, there was spiritual ruin and I just felt very alone Uh. in that time in my life and sort of just scratching my head wondering, okay, what in the world is going on? And it was really a time where it caused me to slow down long enough to really focus on my relationship with God and Uh to say, okay, like I said, alluded to earlier, God and I are a majority. And that's not to say that I don't value any other relationships outside of God, but certainly I needed to put him in his rightful place, which was at the helm right. of my life. And so it was about that time that I met Jerome. And so timing is everything. And so it's it's interesting where years ago there was this shame and this embarrassment to even say that, oh, you know, I experienced divorce and bankruptcy and all these other things right. that come along with maybe not following the, the correct path for yourself. But now it's, I've grown to this place where I'm like, okay, I need to share that more frequently because of the fact that I feel like oftentimes we run into these roadblocks in life and we feel like we're the only ones that are experiencing it. And as a result of it, we go into this quiet little corner and we pull away from people. And that's really when we need people the most. It's important to you. Yeah. And so those, those sharing those stories, and I think oftentimes, and you alluded to it earlier, the fact that people just see the now, they don't right. know the story behind the story. All right. And, uh, and so and now I look and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I if I had to do it all over again, I don't know that I would want it to be any different. Because, because that built oh you to where you goodness. are today. I mean, it has caused me to have a whole totally different relationship with my husband, to value him, to allow him to be the head of the household, because that's the way that it is, that it's all right to be submissive and to. you know, And so it's just a different frame of mind that mm. I'm in now where. 
you know, as long as we keep moving forward, right? failure is okay. We all experience wilderness experiences and it's, we're going through, you know, it's even right. though I walk through the valley, right. we're going to get to the other side right. at some point in time. That's so true. And so I appreciate you sharing that and being open to sharing that because, you know, we all experience that and we all will continue yes. to experience struggle and failure and challenge, right? Absolutely. But it's knowing that hearing your story and hearing other stories where, you know what, you will come out the other side. Yeah. Just keep going. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Uh, so I appreciate that. Out of curiosity, how did, and you, you've touched on this a good bit, but how is, uh, how is family had an effect on shaping the businesswoman that you are today? I think the biggest piece, let's see, family. I mean, my family is my world. Even, I mean, beyond Jerome and our two children, just my relationship with my parents. I mean, I talk to my parents two and three times a day. Really? Um, You know, my in-laws, I have the most amazing in-laws, not only Jerome's parents, but his siblings. And so... so You grew up here? So I grew... So (laughs) I've been up and down the East Coast. I was born in Richmond. Okay. But raised in upstate New York, uh, and because both my parents were IBM, and then they transferred to Manassas. So I went to high school in Manassas, okay. went to college in Richmond. My parents both retired in Richmond, but Jerome is his family's in New York by way of Haiti. Okay. And so, but yeah, we call the Metro DC area home, home. just because it's somewhat central to right. Richmond and then right. our New York base. All right. So, so yeah, so family is, is critically important to me. And it's, and especially as it pertains to the business, because even if our children decide and we're not going to force them to work with us if they don't want to or take over if they don't want to, but certainly we're building this business as a asset to then be able to actually provide an inheritance because we are called to leave an inheritance and it's difficult to leave an inheritance or it's a different kind of inheritance when you're working a job than when you're building a business that you can leave for your children. It's true. So, you know, we, we talked about LinkedIn a moment ago, but why is LinkedIn so valuable for those that really learn to use it effectively? It's I, that is such a loaded question. There's so many different ways. So it's funny when I look at, when I reflect on our adoption of LinkedIn, we were initially, we sort of gave the stiff arm to all social media because we were like, oh, it's an invasion of privacy. It's a distraction. It's this and because all this tomfoolery that goes on. And so, you know, thinking back to MySpace and all these other platforms here today, gone tomorrow type scenario. And so it wasn't until a really dear friend of Jerome's, who is also a fraternity brother and mentor to him, came to him. He's like, man, you're a zero on LinkedIn. And so, <laughs> and you know, Jerome, like, he's like, what? You, that's like, you're calling me out of my name type scenario. And so he's like, understand this. I introduced two of my connections on LinkedIn. One was a friend of mine who was an engineer that had a patent idea. The other was a CEO, the CEO of Culligan Water Company. And so this engineer friend of mine wanted an inter- introduction to the CEO of Culligan Water Company. And through that introduction, a $40 million business trans- transaction took place. And because my engineer friend was so head over heels happy, he stroked me a five-figure a five-figure thank you for making the introduction check. And so we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Because we always consider 
wow. LinkedIn to be sort of this online job board. No, we're not looking for a job, so we don't need to be on LinkedIn. Eyes perked up. Oh my goodness, because we were like, as we reflected, we were like, well, this guy, it's not like he had a public utility background. It's not like, it, it, like he had, was so far for, removed from the actual transaction, but just simply by being a good neighbor, doing things that we would do for free, introducing right. people. Yep. And so because of him being a good neighbor, put him in this revenue stream where he was making money outside of his core expertise. And we were like, wow, isn't that curious? And so we just started learning everything that we could about the platform and and sort of adopting our own philosophy and strategy internally. And after the first 24 months of us really refining our own strategy, we did a, a look back and we determined we had won over half a million dollars of new consulting revenue in CR, through CRM just in the LinkedIn community. So we perked up quickly and we started sharing it with our clients and they're like, wow, you know, can you come in and train our sales guys, our BD guys, our leadership teams, because they need to know how to better effectively utilize. use the platform. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's, so, yeah. that's very interesting. So what could we do, right? As give us some, some, you know, maybe a, a couple of fundamental lessons that we could put to practice gotcha. today to really make LinkedIn more effective, whether it be as a business professional or a business owner. Gotcha. I would say one of the biggest keys that I think, which a lot of people, this is when I lose a lot of people, their eyes roll back in their head is you really need to know your network. Uh, because oftentimes in this world of social media, so many people, it's like a Just numbers. out of connection, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like they're looking at quantity rather than quality. Right. And it's like, do you know your network? Because if you don't know your network, you're really impacting in a negative way your experience because you're just amassing people for the sake of amassing people. And so one of the things that I teach a lot of our clients is this whole notion of, you know, you have to evaluate, have a connection strategy. So only connect to people that number one, they look real because there are hackers in LinkedIn. And recently, like matter of fact, just this week, you know, they announced the the breach the legalese around the breach that they had take place were a lot of passwords and things. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so so you need to know your network, number one. So are the people that you're connecting with, are they real? Number two is do you have something or someone in common with the person? And then number three is do you have at least five minutes to invest in getting to know the person? Because again, my goal is for me to know my network well enough where if you were to call me today and say, hey, Kelly, I see you're connected to Bill. You know, can you facilitate an introduction where I can be of service to you to say, hey, Stephen, yeah, I don't know him intimately. Like, I'm not going to his kid's bar mitzvah or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> but I know him well enough that I can introduce you to him because then it puts me in a position where I can serve you as my network as well as, you know, serve myself perhaps as well. Because in those five minute conversations, it's an opportunity for you to not only know what the needs are of your network, but also for you to share what your needs are so that then you're in this, you're creating this ecosystem where you're growing beyond. You can serve, right? Exactly. Now Both it's like you've got feet on the street beyond just you. <laughs> helping to identify opportunities or to connect with your ideal clients, prospects, your peers, or partners in the community. So you get connected to somebody, you you send them a message and say, hey, let's jump on a quick call? Absolutely, that's what I do. And that's I always say, hey, now that we're strategy. connected, let's schedule a quick five-minute call. Because five minutes, who doesn't have five minutes? Right. Even the busiest CEO has five minutes to invest. And then when I get on the call, I'm like, hey, we said five minutes. Why don't you take the first two and a half? I'll take the second two and a half. Nice. And then that way, when you, we've got talkers out there, right? right? Some people will go on and on forever. But right. if you frame it, right. hey, it's two this and a half minutes, <laughs> you better have a really good elevator pitch. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> because in two and a half minutes, I'm turning into a pumpkin, my friend. <laughs> That's good. Yes. That's yeah. good. I love that. That's a really neat strategy. Everyone needs to not have their eyes roll up and take yeah. take take yes. the value in that. I think that's that's really good point because we just add people to add people and you don't know who who's yeah. in your your connection pool. We'd we'd like to have you share some resources mm-hmm. with our listeners to help them sharpen their minds a bit. And I was wondering if you could share, you know, a book you've read in the past that's inspired you most. So I'm a huge, every year, like clockwork, I read The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson, Pastor Mark Batterson out of D.C. Mm. Uh, And it's a really great book in terms of just increasing your dream space. It's goal setting. It's sort of increasing these, these prayer circles to think much bigger. And for me, it's a great way to start off the new year because oftentimes we compartmentalize things and we want to put God in the same box that we've put ourselves forgetting that he's the creator of the universe and and everything in it and so um so yeah so it, it encourages me to sort of take the limits off right. of God so that's one that I read religiously wow. every year um another one that I love is the old how to win friends and influence friends people, people. Mm. um because so many people, even though you may be working a traditional, let's say it's a W-2 job, as opposed to you being a business owner or an entrepreneur, oftentimes people forget that we're all salespeople, every one of us. And if you're married, you're, you know, you're in sales. If That's you're right. a parent, you're in sales. And so we're always selling. Or at least your kids something. are. <laughs> <laughs> They'll sell you. Right, right. We're just the buyers, right? <laughs> And so I think that's a great just, I mean, it has withstood the test of time. Uh, And so many people, because I am involved in so many different networking communities and I'm host an event myself, and I just see this awkwardness of people and just the way that they communicate with, yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, you need that book. (laughs) 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 So, but I mean, there's a long, very long laundry list, but those are probably my two those are two good ones yeah yeah okay so jeff definitely add that to your your book list and and grab a copy uh kelly what's something small you've done this month that you're proud of something small i've done this month oh my goodness wow you know what that's (laughs) oh wow small gosh you know what it's something small but it's really big like as i look at Okay, so I prayed for one of my, with one of my clients, as opposed to for one of my clients, I prayed with my, which in the grand scheme of things, it seems like something really small, but it's really something really huge. Right. Um, Gosh, that's really, oh, it's like one of those. I'm loving that we're doing this in person because I know people always get tripped up on this question. But to your point, people always tell me something that I think is so big. It's yeah. it's interesting how the response to that question comes back as something usually very powerful. Yeah, something small that I did. I can tell you something small that I didn't do <laughs> that I should have done that I'm accustomed to. Look, I left a sink full of dishes, at the house, which the old me, the old OCD me, would have been like, I can't leave the house without washing these dishes. <laughs> So yes, I do do dishes, even with <laughs> teenage children. Yeah. Wow, that's an interesting question. Have you enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah. 
So, Kelly, can a trailblazer have too many goals? I think the more goals, the better. Yeah? It's funny Why? because there's different schools of thought mm -hmm. on that. Like, okay, the whole confused mind does nothing. So if you're shooting at too many things, it's kind of like the shot kind of pro. But I feel like it's a good thing to have a lot of goals because mm -hmm. to me, it increases the probability that you're going to be successful in something as opposed to if I've only got three goals and maybe for whatever reason, I don't achieve any of them. It can really take the wind out of my sail as opposed to if I have, you know, a, a number of them, whether they be spiritual, relational, business, you know, I'm bound to at least achieve something. Right. And for me, it's just getting some win under my belt is better than nothing at oh. all. So I'm a big believer in lots of. You just brainstorm and just think through. Yeah, and that's part big of big goals, small goals. Yeah, that's part of the whole thing with the circle maker is just putting it all down mm. and putting prayer circles around it all and just leaving the rest up to to God. So I like that, but not to say that because like I put overalls on all of my goals. I mean, it's the whole notion of um, just sort of praying and just leaving it up to God to figure out how to make it happen. It's like faith without works. And we oftentimes forget, forget about the works part. Got to put the energy yeah, behind it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's good. Name an online resource. Could be an app, software, or tool that you use every day and you can't live without it. LinkedIn. That was easy. Why couldn't that have been the name of small goal question or a small thing you've done? LinkedIn. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm I'm in that tool. All. I know I know everyone's hearing how much revenue you've generated and they're gonna jump on your LinkedIn today with a little bit more focus. Yes. <laughs> Kelly, you are a big believer in this, but why is it important for you to volunteer and give back of your time, talents, and treasures? It's a responsibility. I mean, as I look back on a lot of the men and women that have impacted me in a positive way, they did so with no financial gain, no nothing, just out of the goodness of their heart, because oftentimes perhaps they saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself. And so I think it's a responsibility that we have to do similar, whether it be generationally, so working with youth or just another individual or just people who are in a difficult situation. I mean, um, we give a lot of time um, just volunteering. And I think it's so much more impactful to give of your time than it is to stroke a check because of course, money we can make more of, but time we're not gonna get any of that back. And so oftentimes I think it's it's more valuable to give of your time than it is to stroke a check. Because so yeah, we, we all are, it's a limited commodity, right? It is, <laughs> so true. I appreciate that. You know, as we get set to end today's session, you know, I wanted to invite you to just take a, a minute or two to impart some actionable advice or an inspiring message that can help us elevate our game and, you know, get the courage to blaze a new trail. Mm -hmm. For me, I think associations are so powerful. So if I could encourage anyone to do anything, it's to just sort of take a make a gut check of the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Hmm. What, there's that old adage that if you hang around with nine broke friends, you're bound to be the tenth one. So um, true. And you can insert broke, you know, insert whatever word you want. You hang around with, um, you know, nine disenfranchised friends, you're bound to be the tenth one. If you hang around nine negative friends, you're bound to be the tenth one. And so, really looking at the associations that you have, I 
make it my goal to never be the smartest person in the room because if I am, then I'm in the wrong room. Absolutely. <laughs> because I, yes. I really believe in continuous learning and development and just also when you think of associations, not being around people that are just like you. When you look at sort of this politically charged time that we're in, and I think so much of the fear and the the tension that's in our nation right now has yeah. to do with the differences. When again, as I shared earlier, we're more alike than we are different. And so, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, getting to know people of different faiths, people of different races, just so that we can be more compassionate and that we can serve one another in a more meaningful way. So associations, that would be my big thing is look at your association. That is huge. And I love that. Thank you so much. You know, I just wanted to pause and just tell you, you know, I appreciate you. I'm very proud and honored to acknowledge you for being an example of a terrific small business owner and a powerful businesswoman in our community. I think you're smart. I think you're multi-talented, both as a CEO, as a, a social media maven, a corporate trainer, public speaker, on top of being an excellent mom and wife. Oh, and you. you are blazing a trail right here in our community. And you are one of the many people that have really inspired me to be able to put this platform together. And, you know, I'm just happy to be blessed to be able to learn from you, you know, day to day. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so Kelly, you know, before we wrap up here, tell us how we can stay connected to you. I will go ahead and finish up. So you can reach us online, www.taylor-leonard.com. Uh, certainly you can shoot me a LinkedIn connection request. I am KT Leonard um, on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter as KT or Kelly T. Leonard is where I am on, on Twitter. But if you connect with me on LinkedIn, you'll see all of my contact information, my email address and so forth. Would love to connect with your online community. Awesome. Kelly, you definitely got an A for wisdom and love <laughs> shown you. on today's session. We are so grateful to have had you on the episode and you're now part of the Trailblazer family. Wonderful. Right. So thank you again. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed Kelly's wisdom and knowledge. I want you to go ahead and come over to our website at tbpod.com. That's TB, like Trailblazer, pod like podcast, www.tbpod.com. There you'll be able to view the show notes from today's episode and also check out some of our other great episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and subscribe and leave us an honest review on iTunes if you're an Apple user or or Google Play, Stitcher, or TuneIn for Android peeps. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our handle there is at TBPod. Guys, we are now being downloaded in 43 countries around the world. Listen, as a new podcaster in our fifth month going, that's really exciting to see how far you know our reach has grown. Your help in continuing to spread the word and share the podcast with your friends, family, and colleagues is greatly appreciated. I want you to do me a favor and open an email right now. Share this episode with someone you think it might impact most. Now it's time. Go out, rise above, go way beyond your limits today and blaze your trail. 